Hey, I'm Pastor Anthony, and welcome to North Park Church. We want to let you know that you made our day when you logged on today. If this is your first North Park experience, let me just say North Park is a place where no one is perfect. Everyone is accepted, and we are being transformed by the power of God. You matter to God and you matter to us. As we dive into the Word of God today, I want you to secure your Bible, and you can turn with me to 1 Peter chapter 1 and also Daniel chapter 3. Again, 1 Peter chapter 1 and Daniel chapter 3. If you have your YouVersion Bible app, you can go to the menu and click Live Events, type in North Park Church, and all of today's scripture and notes are going to be right there for you. I'm so excited to have you with us today. Thanks for inviting us into your home. And now we're going to dive in to our last week of the series, Get Up Again. So my dad is my hero. One of the reasons is because he is one of the most positive people on the planet. I try to be a positive person, but my dad is the most positive person I know. Um, in fact, his way of showing frustration is he whistles. So crazy. I've never heard my dad yell or get angry or say something ugly. I remember trying to crank a lawnmower one time and it was one of those pull, you know, crank things and, and he was trying his best to get it cranked and it was and it was hot, it was like a thousand degrees and sweat was pouring off his nose. And I thought, this is the time. I'm, my dad is about to lose his mind. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to witness it firsthand. They have never had one before, but my dad is about to lose his mind. And, and I thought, man, maybe he'll lose his temper and he'll say something. I was just waiting for this moment. And sure enough, my dad just kind of looked at me and just started whistling again. I thought, man, he just, he responds so well to, to every situation. He's a great example that way. My dad also enjoys singing these crazy songs. He's got this song called the Ice Cream Song. Um, he always song, sang that song, you know, how much is that dog in the window? Right? He always sang these cool songs. But there was one song that my dad would sing that was so out of character for him. And it was a song that was made popular by the great trumpet player Louis Armstrong. And here's how the song goes. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Nobody knows my sorrow. Sing it with me. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Nobody knows my sorrow. What a catchy song, right? <laughs> Depressing song. But it's not entirely true. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. You feel lonely and you feel like there's no one else in the world that's facing what you're facing. You're the only person going through what you're going through. But as the great theologian Mike Hollis often says, your feelings are inaccurate. Your feelings are are inaccurate. I know what you feel. I know what I feel. I can't tell you to feel something different, but our feelings will lead us astray if we're not careful. Let me drop four truths on you really quickly. Here's the first truth. As long as you live on planet earth, you will have problems. You will walk through the fire. If you're not walking through the fire right now, you probably just got out of the fire or you're about to go in one. We just, we're in this world, and even Jesus said, in this world, you're going to have tribulation. But he said, be of good cheer, because I've already overcome the world. So that's the first truth. We're all going to go through some stuff. Here's the second thing. You're not the only one facing it. 
You are not the only one going through this adversity. Here's the third truth. No matter how you feel, you may feel lonely, but you are not alone. I encourage you to lock arms with people who love you and who want to walk this journey with you. And that's what's so amazing about North Park Church. It's a a place filled with people who care about you. Uh, And we often say, you know, life change happens in the context of meaningful relationships. And then here's the fourth thing. You are not without hope. You may feel hopeless, but you are not without hope. Let me take you to God's Word for some hope and some reassurance today. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 7, it says this, These trials will show that your faith is genuine. Your faith is genuine. And it's being tested as fire tests and purifies gold though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through so many different trials, it's going to bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Christ Jesus is revealed to the entire world. So here's the big idea for today. And I want you to write this down if you're a note taker. And Here's the big idea. A faith that can be tested is faith that can be trusted. A faith that can be tested is a faith that can be trusted. I'm not sure we even know that we can trust our faith unless our faith has been tested through the fire. One of my favorite stories in the Bible is the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I think one of the reasons I love this story so much is because I was a youth pastor for a long time. And I love students. And even to this day, as a pastor, like my heart just bleeds for students. And and I'm so thankful to see what God is doing in them. And when I see God do something amazing in a student, it just, man, I just want to cheer like crazy. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were these three young guys. And there was this king by the name of King Nebuchadnezzar, and he was the king of Babylon. He was a very proud man. And he decided this, this is, this is kind of comical to me, but he decided that everyone in the kingdom should worship him. And so he puts this huge 90-foot tall statue made of gold, most likely of himself, and, and he puts it up and invites everybody in the kingdom to come and dedicate this statue. And then he issues this decree. Here's the decree. When the music starts... Everybody in the kingdom is going to bow down and worship the statue. And if you don't worship the statue, then you're going to be thrown into a fiery furnace. And so everyone bows down except Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Now these were three Hebrew captives. So these were three men that were, were, were in captivity. They were Israelites and they were in captivity in Babylon. And they had proven themselves to be so faithful. I mean, they just outshone everybody around them. And so they had actually risen to places of leadership, even in Babylon. And they were young men who could be trusted. And King Nebuchadnezzar trusted them. But when the music played, they refused to bow down because of their commitment and their love to God. They worshiped the one true God. And they weren't about to bow down to anybody else even though the consequences were so 
severe. And so someone comes and reports it to King Nebuchadnezzar, and he confronts the guys. And he says, okay, maybe, maybe you didn't get the memo. Maybe, maybe something was lost in translation. Let's make sure we're very clear. When the music starts, everyone bows down. Everyone worships the statue, or they are thrown into a fiery furnace. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego just responded, we're not going to bow down, not us. And so everybody bows except them. What does that tell us? It tells us that faith obeys God instead of following man. Think about how easy it would have been to rationalize a different plan. Many of us We'd have rationalized a different plan. Here's, here's some of the things we would have done. Maybe we would have faked it. Maybe we would have said, hey, let's just bow down. Let's just all bow down. We just won't actually worship. Like we'll go through the motions of it. We just won't actually worship. Some of us would have said, well, how about if we just do it this once and then we ask for forgiveness and we know that God will just understand, right? Here's the thing. If you are committed to serving God, I promise you that Satan will give you ample opportunity to compromise that commitment. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego give us this great example. They refuse to compromise despite the consequences. And as you can imagine, Nebuchadnezzar is so ticked. And so these guys are going to be thrown in the furnace. And here was their response in verse 17. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace. The God we serve is able to save us from it, and He will rescue us from your hand, O King. What's the, what's the lesson? Faith believes in spite of what it sees. I know some people in my life with incredible faith. They don't look at the world like everybody else does. It's like they can look at the same situation that everybody else looks at and somehow they see it through a completely different set of eyes. Why? Because faith believes in spite of what it sees. They have faith that their God is bigger than any fire than they could ever face. No matter what the circumstance is, no matter what the tragedy is, no, no, matter, no matter what the adversity is, they just recognize that God is bigger than all of those things. After all, we serve a God who created the fire. Now, we often talk about this word and. Two realities exist at the same time. Uh, we actually see the word but, but we see two realities existing at the same time. Look at their response. If we're thrown into a blazing furnace, we know that God can save us. Even if he does not, we want you to know, King, we will not bow down and serve your gods or worship the image of gold that you have set up. And I think this is one of the most amazing statements of commitment in the entire Bible. Even if our God does not rescue us, we will not bow down to your statue. Here's the thing. We will serve him in life or we will serve him in death. Either way, we will trust him. Are you able to say that? Despite what we go through, in life or death, we're going to trust Him. In wealth or in poverty, we're going to trust Him. When the marriage is going great and when the marriage is not going good at all, we're going to trust Him. 
when we're healthy or when we're not, we're going to trust him. When our kids are doing what they're supposed to or when they're not, we're going to trust him. No matter what's happening in our life, we will trust him. See, faithful obedience is our responsibility. The outcome is God's. We have to make this decision that we're going to do what's right before God. And we're just going to trust him with the results. And I know that's easy when you know what the outcome's going to be. It's easy to put your faith and trust in God when you recognize in some way how this thing's going to turn out. But these dudes had no idea what was about to happen next. But they refused to compromise regardless of the outcome. Nebuchadnezzar was furious. And so he ordered the men to make the furnace even hotter, seven times hotter than before. And he commanded them to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and then throw them in the fire. And the Bible tells us that the fire was so hot that the soldiers who threw them in the fire were killed by the heat and the flames. Verse 23 says, And these three men, firmly tied, fell into the blazing furnace. And then King Nebuchadnezzar, all right, pause for a second. I want you to see this in the high def theater of your mind. You got to see this. Then King Nebuchadnezzar leaped to his feet in amazement and he asked this question. Wait a minute. Weren't there three people that we tied up and weren't there three people that we threw into the fire? And the response was certainly, O king, verse 25, we see why he asked that question. Look, I see Four men walking around in that fire, unbound and unharmed. And the fourth looks like the son of the gods. Three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, were thrown into that fire. But now they're not tied. They aren't burning up. They're walking around and they are not alone. There is a fourth man that's walking in that fire. My personal opinion, I believe that was Jesus walking with them in the fire. And those three guys with unbelievable commitment to God were the first to meet Jesus, the Son of God. See, God reveals His power to us in a lot of different places, but you will discover His presence in such a special way in the fire of your life. I serve a God who is with me in the fire. The fire doesn't defeat me because the, defi- the fire doesn't defeat God. And I know when I come out of this fire that God is going to be with me through it all. So in the middle of sickness, you can worship because He's with you in the fire. When you're fighting for your marriage, you can trust Him and worship because you know that God is with you in the fire when you're worried about your finances because of everything that's happening right now in our world, you can trust Him and worship because God is with you in the fire. Put a name to it. What is your fire today? In the middle of it, God can be trusted. God can be worshipped because He is with you through it all. Verse 28, then King Nebuchadnezzar said, Praise be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego who sent his angel and rescued his 
servants. And then King Nebuchadnezzar just has this big old change of heart. I mean, just, you know, a little bit ago, he's playing music, wanting everybody to bow down and worship a statue. And now he says in verse 29, I decree that the people of any nation or language who say anything against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego will be cut into pieces and their house will be turned into piles of rubble. And I love this next phrase. For no other God can save that way. What a turnaround. No other God can save that way. I'm going to be honest with you. That is my hope. My hope and my trust is in Jesus. And I have built everything that I know to build on that truth and that fact. I know we worry about yesterday and we worry about tomorrow. Yesterday has already happened. Tomorrow isn't here yet. Here's what we have. We have today. And today we have a choice to put our hope and our trust in Jesus. And I am convinced that choosing hope in Jesus is far better than anything that uncertainty can put in front of me. He is a God who loves you. He is a God who can be trusted. And he is with you in the fire. Jesus loves you and wants a relationship with you. And if you don't have that relationship with him, I'd love to invite you to pray this prayer with me. And I just want to pray a blessing over every home and every life today. So let's pray together. Jesus, we thank you so much for the opportunity to worship you um, in this season. Lord, we celebrate you when things are great. We celebrate you in times that are uncertain because we know that you are good and that you are a God of love and you are a God who can be trusted. And so, Lord, as we put our faith, our trust, our hope into you, I pray that through the comfort and the power of your Holy Spirit that you would touch every life and every family and every home. And Lord, I just pray that your sweet presence would be so sweet to every one of my friends and family that are watching this today and they're worshiping with us online. And I pray that whatever it is that they're concerned about and consumed by, that they would just put that thing in your hands. And I pray that you would exchange that for rest and peace and joy. And I thank you, Lord, that you care about what we care about. And if there's someone today that has not made a decision to follow you, they've not put their faith and trust in you, I pray that they would simply pray this prayer that says, Jesus, I invite you to be my Lord and Savior. I invite you into my heart and life. I confess that I'm a sinner and I need grace. And I ask you to wash me, cleanse me, and set me free. And we give you thanks for what you're doing in our lives, in our family, in our church, and in our world. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Thanks so much for joining us online today. If you have a special need, we would love to join you 
in prayer. And so we ask that you just fill out that digital connect card on our website, northparkrdu.com. There's also a button there for prayer requests. We would love to stay connected with you and we would love to pray for you. Also, if you want to invest in the ministries of North Park Church, the mission to build lifelong followers of Jesus, you can do that by clicking the Give Now button at our website, northparkrdu.com. And I also want to tell you about a unique opportunity, something we've not tried yet. On Monday evening, on April the 27th at 7.30 p.m., we're going to have a large group gathering using Zoom where everyone in the church family comes in together. And I'm going to have an opportunity to just share some encouragement with you, do some vision casting about what this next season may look like for our church family. And there may even be a dad joke or two if you hang around until the end. I also want to invite you as soon as this is over, if you're watching on Sunday morning, to jump into one of our online lobbies. Today we have lobbies especially for our students. We have a lobby for children and their families and then the lobby for the rest of us. Now, let me say, some of you have not tried the lobby yet because you're worried about hitting the video button because you haven't fixed your hair yet today. If that's you, don't even worry about that. You don't even have to click the video button. Just jump in audio only. We wanna hear your voice. We wanna connect with you because you matter to God and you matter to me.